We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com live postgame show. Unfortunately, the Lakers do not get the job done in Memphis. Had the opportunity right in front of them to go up 2-0 in the series on the road instead, giving a game to the Grizzlies. And now the series will be tied 1-1, heading back to L.A. Uh, no John Morant in this one. And the Grizzlies, look, give the Grizzlies credit. They got dream performances out of players like Xavier Tillman uh, and managed to get uh, a W over a Lakers team that could not generate enough on the offensive end. We've got a lot to talk about in terms of Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell. Um, we'll dive into that. Joining me tonight to help break it down, we've got Matt the Optimus Peralta and Sean Spaces Davis. How are you guys doing? Nah, not great, but you know what? Uh, let's remain optimistic. Still plenty of series left. Uh, the Lakers, I thought, got the ultimate job done was to split the road series with the Grizzlies. So going back to Los Angeles with game three, still feeling pretty good. I'm going to agree with Matt on that one. Um, if you told me the Lakers split, I'd be just fine with it. Have better days, though, for sure. Um, so here's my well, – these are my keys to the game heading into the night. The Lakers needed to match energy with a desperate Grizzlies team. That's a miss. Uh, they need to do work early on Jaron Jackson Jr. and force him to catch further from the basket. Eh, maybe. Maybe we could say they, they got that done. They needed to adjust to the adjustments made by Memphis. Well, I don't think they did. Even There were some adjustments, not successful adjustments, but some adjustments. They needed two to three other guys to step up. No, that was a big miss. Uh, keep the turnover battle close. It was not good early, but at least they, they kind of kept that at least a little close there. Uh, win the free throw battle. Okay, check. Did that dominant Anthony Davis? No, did not get that at all. So more often than not, the Lakers did not do the keys, the key things that they needed to do in order to win this game. And I think most of the chat is going to be talking about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, four for 14 shooting, if not AD D'Lo, but AD, four for 14 shooting, hit a three. Eight rebounds, three assists, five blocks, 13 points on the night in 38 minutes. Uh, that is just not good enough 
out of Anthony Davis, right? Or is there is there more to this, or is it just as simple as Anthony Davis was not good enough in this game? What did you think, Sean, schematically? Um, I thought Memphis did a good job. I, I think L.A., it took them too long to kind of go to, like, other stuff to get AD doing, going, like, off the move. Uh, Matt, you called out, like, when they ran, like, that corner pin down for AD, he just rejected yep. it, get a wide-open dunk. Um, hopefully it's something the Lakers target going forward in the series. But, um, yeah, I, I thought – I mean, kudos to Memphis. thought they did a, a pretty all right job. But um, AD just missed a ton of shots, too. I think that also played – he got whooped a ton tonight. We're not going to talk about that right now. But uh, so it's, it's a bit of everything. But AD does have to – he just has to be better uh, also. Yeah, I, I, thought I thought the same thing. It just – it kind of reminds me of that quote that Darvin had, I think, a few weeks ago now or a week ago where he said that he needed to just do a better job of getting Anthony Davis the ball in better spots. Uh, I just didn't think that was the case tonight. I think part of that was Memphis's game plan, but I also just felt like the Lakers could have been a little bit more proactive trying to get him more involved because I think when AD doesn't get to touch the ball for stretches or doesn't get shot attempts up, he's he's a little less engaged on both ends of the floor. So I just kind of feel like you've got to manufacture touches for him somehow. Even if it's not a shot attempt, you just need him to touch the ball. Well, and he yeah. had to be frustrated with the way that he was shooting the ball. And, and look, I, I, I need to say this off the top because – I think we have two things here that are true. The Lakers hurt themselves in this game. The Lakers cost themselves this game. The blame is on them. But the referees were also terrible. Awful, 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 suspiciously bad officiating in this game. But ultimately, the blame is on the Lakers. It just... The problem is if we talk about the officiating, it becomes, oh, you're blaming the refs. You blame no, the, the Lakers did this to themselves. This is the Lakers' fault. But it's also true that the officiating was bad. And I thought that was particularly true with Anthony Davis, who was getting fouled a lot on his on his shot attempts and just wasn't getting any any whistles. When he's in the when he's in the post, he's going up, he's shooting. And he's, now, some of it was he missed shots that he shouldn't miss, but there were a number of times too where he just blatantly got fouled and could not get a whistle on anything. There was the one that we were on playback. Jared Jackson Jr. has AD by the jersey and is holding him down as he goes up to shoot it and nothing. And so that's got to be factored into his his percentages here. Um, nonetheless, though, it's on AD to adapt and overcome, right? To understand, hey, you're not getting the whistle, but you still have to find ways to get the job done. And they just, the Lakers as a team and Anthony Davis as an individual player just didn't do it. Agree with all of that. I mean, like, I, I don't, I also don't complain about officiating very often. And I just think that in such high stakes games like the playoffs, like everything feels magnified. And so mm -hmm. there were a lot of calls today where I thought that's interesting. Like, I don't mind when officials call things tight, it's just make it on both ends and make it fair. Um, I thought Memphis obviously had the favorable whistle tonight. I know that might sound biased, but I think it's true personally. Um, and as far as Anthony Davis goes, like, you just can't there's no room to to drop off your level of play at any point um i get it you're getting hammered in the post you feel like you should be getting calls but i mean that that's just kind of postseason basketball in a nutshell yeah yeah it's it's what's going to happen in some games and look this is a big swing unfortunately for for the lakers a big opportunity with no john morant to go on there and go up 2-0 and grab a stranglehold on the series and and it didn't happen um before i get into the super chats i know a lot of people are talking about D'Angelo Russell as well. I thought the Wolves game was D'Lo's worst performance as a Laker. <laughs> this may have topped that. 
He had seven boards and four assists, but five points on two of 11 shooting in this one. Um, I was surprised Darvin went back to him, but this was the problem. This was the no problem options. was it looked like the Lakers had no depth in this game because aside yeah. from Rui and, and Austin, of course, did some things here and there, didn't have a blow up game, but wasn't bad. But there were four guys that you could put on the floor to close out and there wasn't a fifth. You didn't, there was no fifth guy because Dilo was bad. Dennis was kind of a no-show in, in this one, which was surprising. I thought he was going to – it means zero points. I thought he was going to have a bigger game. You, you just had – Troy Brown wasn't great. You're not putting Beasley out there. So you, Darvin just looked down his bench and just had nobody to turn to and said, okay, well, D'Lo, it's you, and he just couldn't knock down shots. Yeah, one we, of those we, games. We, we were struggling on playback to figure out the closing lineup today. <laughs> it was obviously AD and LeBron. You're going to have Austin in there. Rui's been playing great. It's, I don't blame Darvin. Like, who are you supposed to turn to? Yeah, I mean, really, it was either go with Dennis or go with D'Lo. And he decided to go with D'Lo, who's spacing the floor. I, I think you can make an argument that Dennis in general has been better in fourth quarters, and so maybe you should have gone with him. Sure. But it's not like this was a crazy decision to go with D'Lo. It's not like Dennis was had 18 points on, you know, 7 for 10 shooting or something and a 3 and a couple of free throws or something like that, and, and he went to D'Lo. Dennis wasn't doing a whole lot out there either, uh, unfortunately. Uh, this super chat said, yo, that stretch in the third after we cut the lead to six and spammed LeBron post-ups with Vando in the game just so Jaron can double LeBron lost us the game. They hit two threes after that, and we never recovered. That's what we said over on the playback stretch. mid-game. That might have been the game right there when yeah. they had it down to six, and then to close out the third, they let him push it back to 12. Much harder to close out a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter than if it was six, then you could have really made this thing a game. Um, it was just a really unfortunate stretch. And I thought the Lakers made some poor decisions there and the Grizzlies happened to hit shots at some terrible times. And then the one three to Luke Kennard is just the biggest, like no, no three possibly in the NBA. It's a, I think it's a Jaron Jackson jr. Post up Austin's guarding one pass away who just so happens to be the best shooter in the NBA statistically in Luke Kennard. He leaves Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard gets a wide open three. Yeah. Um, that that like That's just a shoot yourself in the foot plays that you just can't afford, especially when you can't shoot the ball that night and you're having to battle some added adversity in terms of some suspicious uh, officiating stuff. Yeah, it sucks. Wicked Bronco, Latrev. <laughs> Lakers look uninterested in playing against a jawless Grizzly. I think we're gonna. That's gonna be the big storyline. How did you lose without Jaw? Well, that, it's what we've been saying leading to this game. The Grizzlies have been winning games without Jaw for years now. Like, I, I don't look. The Grizzlies are not better without Jaw, but they are very dangerous even without Jaw. They tend to do this a lot against Minnesota without. Um, yeah, I mean, look, without Rudy Gay without McDaniels, you would think Braun and AD wouldn't overlook teams. D'Lo has played awful in two to three games or two out of three games, not ready. Do you think that was any part of this? The Lakers looking across the floor and saying, oh, no, jaw, and we don't have to be as locked in as we need to be? I mean, that's definitely part of it. I mean, anytime a team is losing their star player and they're already shorthanded, you, you tend to, you know, pump the brakes or ease off the brakes a little bit. Um, I, I think... It's just, it's so difficult because like you said, Memphis was just able, has been able to cobble wins together without Jaw. And I think they're just used to play. They, they still have an identity without Jaw Morant. Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's obviously fool's, fool's goal to try and do that. But 
yeah, it's optically, it just looks bad. Like this, this was a very golden opportunity to go up 2-0 and now you're going back 1-1, which again is not the worst case. I'm going to disagree for the reason you kind of just ended off there with Matt, because I'm more so disagreeing because I hope that's not the case. Like, like oh, sure, you just yeah. said, like, like Tyus Jones, the Grizzlies that I think broadcasted to like 33 and 15 in Tyus Jones' career where he starts in replace of John Morant or something along those lines. So like, that's that's like a that's like an actual problem. Like if John Morant, let's say he doesn't play, get let, let's say like somehow John Morant doesn't play the rest of the series, that is a massive problem. So I'm gonna disagree because I rather hope that the Lakers didn't view this as that and they just had a very bad offensive game. That's what I'm gonna view this as for right now. That's fine. I they could have easily won this game had they shot a little bit better. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, just like this was their lowest scoring game of the season. And you saved it for the playoffs. That's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. Koa, Dennis Schroeder and Troy Brown, zero points and just being cones on the floor. By the way, I, maybe part of the reason why it was Dela was Dennis did take that tough shot from uh, falling into Jaron Jackson. By the way, tonight, two Lakers players fouled, two different Lakers players fouled Jaron Jackson Jr. with their faces. Vando fouled Jaron Jackson's elbow with his face. And then, and then uh, the one Schroeder, I should think, was probably a foul on, on Schroeder. He kind of fell into Jaron Jackson, took a shot to the face. Uh, but that could be part of why D'Lo was the choice down the stretch, too. But Schroeder and Troy Brown, zero points, just being cones on the floor. AD and D'Lo, another cone, six for 26 from the field. AD really got cooked by a third-string center, and I'm out on Troy Brown. Yeah, again, you got the, a random blow-up game from role-player, you know, create a character role player in Xavier Tillman and give him credit. He had a, a great game, but that you just, you can't withstand that and have a terrible shooting night from both D'Lo and AD. I mean, I will say at least Darwin made the smart choice and not play Troy Brown in the second half. I'm hoping that we see a tighter rotation in game three. I would have yeah. to imagine we're, we're going to. Uh, this one said refs wearing two tone blue tonight. Yeah, and again, I think both things are true. The referees were awful. Jaron Jackson Jr. played the game with a different set of rules than everybody else. That's true. It's also true that the Lakers cost themselves this game. That's it. I, I think it's it's fair to say that. Nasty cocktail. Um, yeah. Wicked Bronco. Effort and bad coaching decisions will be the death of this team. Refs were so bad, we're getting hit every time at the hole, but no call. Jaron Jackson screams for a call and the refs call a foul for him. That did happen. He yelled at the refs until they gave him a foul call at one point. Dennis Schroeder and Vando face fouls shaking my head. Yeah, it was it was pretty unbelievable. And then, you know, at the end, Austin going up, shooting the ball, gets fouled. No, 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 it's on the ground. It was it was suspicious. Let, let's say that when we look at some of the officiating out there, it was either very, very bad or something else was, was going on there. But, again, the Lakers could have won this game despite the officiating, and they just had a terrible, terrible performance on the offensive end of the floor. Um, we'll see, though, what happens when they go to L.A. at Crypto.com Arena. Do, does the officiating switch? Do we see the Lakers get some home court advantage? Maybe we will. Let's see. I don't like... And, and granted, because I'm for I have the stigma of being the Darwin of the coaching staff uh, fanboy. 
I, I didn't think this was the greatest of game, but like I we can't keep blaming the coaching staff for everything or everything when, when something goes wrong. Like, like for example, in game one, what was the what was like the mantra, like the the narrative coming out? Oh my god, what a great game from the coaching staff, yada yada. If we're being completely honest, from like ba- like base value, like how I felt coming out of game one and coming out of game two from a coaching staff standpoint, game one was barely better. Come like initial reaction coming out of the game. But well, after watching the film, it was a lot better. But like, we gotta stop with that. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I just I don't like cherry picking when it's Skolkata credit. It, there's oh, always- Matt, I think we we lost your audio for a second there. Hello, hello. Oh, there We're we good, go. Man. Now you're back. We're good. Um, I was just gonna agree with Sean. I mean, like you can't credit the coaching staff after wins and then criticize them for losses. Like it's, it's a lot more nuanced than that. And I think to Sean's point too, like I thought they did out, outside of some questionable stretches of rotations and stuff, which I know people love to criticize Darvin ham for th- th- I thought they played a pretty decent game. It's just, it comes down to being a make or miss league and they missed a lot of shots that they should have made today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey first half rotations <laughs> uh, like last game. Grizzlies made them pay this time. Uh, Ham needs to stop waiting until the second half to take the game seriously. Troy Brown, 10 straight minutes in the first half. I did feel like they got stuck in a, and this was this, I thought this has been a a criticism of mine on the coaching staff for a while now. It's that they just kind of let things go. Um, Mm -hmm. they'll get stuck in a bad rotation and not do anything about it. Just let it, let it go. And we see it all the time. Opposing teams. You look at Nick nurse. You saw Taylor Jenkins tonight. Opposing teams goes on a five Oh six Oh run timeout. Put a stop to it. Let's either make a substitution. Let's change the momentum. Let's draw up a play, something like that. Darvin and the Lakers coaching staff, it's 6-0, 10-point run. You know, and next thing you know, the game's slipping away, and you're just not doing anything about it, and, and you're not going to jump in. Uh, somebody over on playback made the joke that Darvin, <laughs> Darvin starts performing CPR after the patient's already dead. Um, I got a good laugh out of me. That was that was pretty funny. That's I think that that was a just criticism for the, the in the second quarter. You got stuck in a rotation that was just not getting it done, and that included Beasley, that included Troy Brown. It, it clearly was not getting it done. You were getting you're putting yourself deeper and deeper into a hole, and the coaches just kind of said, "Okay, we're go- we're going to let this go. We're going to let this happen." did the whole Phil Jackson. We're going to try to let themselves, let them dig themselves out. And look, there's some merit to that. I'm not saying that that can't always happen. That that should never happen or anything like that. But the playoffs aren't the time for that. The playoffs aren't the time for that. You, you're, you have to win. Now is not the time for life lessons about how to, to dig yourself out or anything like that. Now is the time to micromanage games if you need to and do what you can to get the win, not to just, let go of the rope to Trevor's point really, really quickly. That happened in the second quarter. Like, like the Lakers. God, that was I, so I, annoying. Yeah. Like it, it's happened. And, and honestly, I, at this point, the Lakers haven't given you enough reason to continue to let it ride out. I will a hundred percent agree with you on that. Like whenever the Lakers just like in air quotes, let it ride out and like, let it go from six to 10 or whatever. It always like, goes off the deep end and then now you call a timeout instead of like a 15 point lead being a 10 point lead it's a 15 point lead it gets cut down to three and then you call timeout like that just continuously happens so yeah 100 percent. that is very very frustrating for sure 
Uh, Senpai said, this game is on AD, Darvin, and D'Lo. Vando has zero place on the floor with no jaw. That's on Darvin. AD and D'Lo, play up to what you're being paid. Yeah, I mean, that's what, 70-ish million dollars in salaries between AD you know, and D'Lo? The Vando piece is actually pretty interesting. I did see that floating around today. If if you don't have Vando to guard jaw, does you that just mean you need to play Reeves and, and Rui more? I mean, Rui got 32 minutes. How many minutes should he have gotten? Could he have 37? 35. Well, I mean, we were just talking about that stretch where LeBron was passing into Jared Vanderbilt cutting, who didn't decide to shoot a couple of those. Or, or, you know, Memphis is happy to sag off of him and crowd crowd the paint some more. It's like those micro decisions are kind of what swing games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the problem with with Jared Vanderbilt. It's if he, he can be he can make a huge impact on a game if he has somebody to defend. If there isn't anybody for him to defend, like he defended Tyus Jones and did fine there. But like you said, I mean, there were there were moments where I think LeBron just saw a yellow jersey cut into the basket and threw it. And you just you can't give Vando that ball. You can't give him the ball in the, because he's not going to shoot it. And if he does, he's he's typically missing that shot. And so he winds up kicking out. You end up with a violation or whatever, a, a shot clock violation. So, but then, but then again, where do you go? Troy Brown's not, didn't have a good night again. Beasley, he was one for three from three. You're probably not turning to him. Schroeder was maybe injured. Couldn't go to him. Like, where else do you go? Suddenly tonight, this Lakers roster looked extremely thin. And I don't know where the minutes needed to go. I mean, do you dust off Lonnie Walker and say, put put Lonnie out there just because you know that if he cuts to the basket, he can maybe finish at the rim? I, I don't know what you do there. Yeah, and I, I, I also don't know how comfortable you guys are counting on Rui for 20-plus points every game. No. Also true. I'm not saying anything against it. They keep playing great. It's just, you know, if you need two to three role guys every single game, it, I, I mean, like, I, I don't think you can pencil him in as a constant quite yet. Face reality said, I blame AD, D'Lo, Schroeder combined for 18 points. You know what's funny is that AD and D'Lo also combined for 18 points. For 18 points. points. Schroeder had zero. (laughs) Yeah. This is two games in a row. Like, as much as we're going to talk about D'Lo, this is two games in a row where Schroeder hasn't been good. And again, maybe he was, maybe there was concern or something in the the fourth quarter. That's why they didn't go back to him. But yeah, you need, you need out of, out of D'Lo, Schroeder, and Austin, you need, um, you need two of them to have good nights. You need two of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think we got that. Tyler, gotta love AD. No showing him playing small. No effort or urgency in a playoff game. Braun too passive to start the game. Would Kyrie have no showed? Would another coach have made adjustments? Hmm. I'm cool on Kyrie. If the pro, like we're gonna see this a bunch tonight. I know. It's going to be sign and trade D'Lo for Kyrie. I've gone over this and over this and over this. Um, it's depth or Kyrie. It's not D'Lo or Kyrie. It's depth or Kyrie. If, you, if you're bringing in Kyrie, unless he's doing something like, hey, I'll come play for the taxpayer mid-level, let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's come on over. realistic. Come on over, um, Yeah, right. Which is not realistic. But if it's just D'Lo or Kyrie, um, you're really talking about sacrificing all the depth that you've got in order to make that happen. Um, the playing small thing too, like what was different from game one where they won? No one was complaining about it then. Like everything, everything is a genius idea until it stops working. 
and then also like the only big because like I've gotten this a lot of my mentions like oh the, the Bomba. That's the only yes. one that kind of makes some sense. But like, dude, Tristan Thompson, it's not a realistic bat. If you're begging for Tristan Thompson minutes in a playoff series, there is a problem. <laughs> so let's stop with Tristan. But yeah, Obama, sure. I'm not mad at that. All right, we're going to pause for just one moment. Need to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Shady Rays. I love Shady Rays. This is, this is no joke here. This is not for an ad read or anything like that. Shady Rays have been my daily driver sunglasses for years, even before they became a sponsor. I literally have five pairs of Shady Rays because I've bought so many different styles. Um, they're absolutely phenomenal. So our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair We've worn durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even one on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase i can confirm this i had my sunglasses sitting on the seat in my car i sat on them i broke them i contacted them got a replacement pair sent to me this was a year and a half ago that, that this happened and i and they sent me the replacement sunglasses phenomenal phenomenal stuff from them i don't see that from sunglasses companies uh with shady rays you can look good and feel good to date they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. They have your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code LakersNation for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Uh, so D'Angelo Russell, after the game, according to the Lakers Nation account, said, I was just missing shots. I like the shots I was getting, just missing them. I mean, he had that three in the fourth quarter that would have cut it to five. I thought it was a pretty good look. Oh, that was that such was, a that huge was, shot. That was a big miss That right was there. a momentum killer, yeah. That was, big time. Manu Ginobili's bald spot said, Master Lock, big, happy to get a split energy. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I mean, the, the context. No, Darby had a quote. He had a quote. He said that. Oh, he did? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Yovan tweeted it. Uh, it was something along the lines of like Darwin saying, uh, we were fortunate to get game one, unfortunate to get tonight. End of the day, we're happy to get split. I mean, what what's what's wrong with saying that? Yeah, like is he wrong? I probably would it, have said it. I get like, I get I get I get correct. It's because he said it after a loss. Yeah. If you flipped game one and game two. We'd be feeling a lot better about a about a split. Yeah, it just feels bad because this was a very good opportunity for two zero. Yes, I get it. It was sitting right there for you, sitting right there. Kasuke, Dilo better not get more than ten mil this offseason. Every time we so ride that roller coaster, it's you like, are going to be so disappointed. <laughs> every time Rui has a good game, we're like, oh, Rui's going to make so much. Dilo has a bad game. Oh, don't pay Dilo. Oh wait, Dilo had a good game, right. I mean, we just we ride that roller coaster, but. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like. It, it, and I think we just have to let the season play out and then try to figure it out. Cause otherwise it's going to be 
pay D'Lo five million. Oh no, wait, pay him twenty five. But you know, I mean, it's just we're gonna ride that roller coaster, and and we kind of have to let the whole thing settle before we figure out. All right, what what should these guys really get? I guarantee you. So go ahead, Sean. No, I was just gonna say, can you imagine like how much money people are gonna say we should pay D'Lo? He like has a forty point game. Pay D'Lo fifty million. Just give him all the money. I guarantee you, there's gonna be some sticker shock on D'Lo's contract. Probably, yeah. That's probably accurate. The LeBron James of feet. So the Japanese Jordan slash Kyoto Kawhi. Kyoto, Kyoto. come on, Brett. I I knew it was wrong as I was saying, as it was coming out of my mouth. Um, Did his best, but master lock energy, effort, and efficiency and urgency. Put the LeBron James of master locks on Dylan Brooks too. Can't stand that dude. That was actually part of the Lakers problem. I thought. Was Dylan Brooks only played 23 minutes because he was in foul trouble? I think Dylan Brooks' fouls are a bad thing for the Lakers. I think you want him playing 30 plus minutes. He's like, so right, wrong? though. You're so right. <laughs> I think, wrong. I really think that's one of the Lakers' best defensive schemes is Dylan Brooks shooting the ball. <laughs> he was five for 14 shooting. He hit a couple of threes and he talked a bunch to LeBron late in the game, but he was five of 14 shooting. I think that that was part of the Lakers problem was they didn't get more minutes out of Dylan Brooks. Like should we, the Lakers coaching staff should be on the sideline arguing, come on ref. That's not a foul on Dylan. That's, that's our guy. I think they need him on the floor. <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I was, I tweeted out. I was excited for him to shoot 30 times tonight. Only got halfway there. Jason Kelly. Play, paying D'Lo more than Reeves is going to be a crime. That's actually fun. I was that's a good parlor game. Who makes more money or who should make more money? Yeah. I think I on merit, probably Reeves. But in terms of NBA contracts, what's actually gonna happen? Like what's legal and stuff? Yeah. 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 Right. Uh good guy said AD's gotta give us more. We stole one. Now protect home court. Good mindset. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it has to be. Yep. Arun said, do you have the exact number of calls the refs missed in game one and game two? I mean, it was a lot. Was beyond frustrated and turned playback off after the first half. Isn't good for my mental sanity. Lazy Lakers plays. Jaron Jackson has a free pass for anything. He had one foul through the majority of the game, then picked up two at the very end to finish with three. And he wasn't getting anything called against him in game one either. He seems to just have a different set of rules than everybody else does in terms of what is and isn't a foul. And it goes the other way, too, in terms of what is a foul defending him is different than what's a foul defending anybody else. It's um, it's certainly frustrating from a Lakers perspective to watch that play out. It's it is just a little bizarre that the whistle is not nearly as tight in the playoffs. But you know what? Lakers just got to have to find a way to fight through that. I mean, as I said. Uh, Vanderbilt got called for a foul for Jaron Jackson elbowing him in the face. We should like check if Jaron Jackson's elbow is okay. Yeah, he he fouled Jaron Jackson's elbow with his face. Insane. And just overly aggressive from Vando, I guess, right? <laughs> Mamba mentality. Don't say the Grizz are better without their star player. Just hear how that statement sounds. Yeah, agreed. Who they're better that? without their uh they're better without their number two pick. No, this was on our effort. I expect more total annihilation next game. Did you guys feel like the Lakers' effort was lacking a little bit? Oh, first half, yeah, absolutely. First half. Yeah. First half. 
Yeah, I thought the end of the fourth quarter was more indicative of how they should have come out, but there's just too many stretches in the first and second quarters that were that were like it felt like a regular season game to them. Which like where was the whole like get greedy mentality? They say that, and it sounds great when you say it, but then this is they what the team has kind of been: is you know they kind of flip flop when they want to turn it on or not. Yeah, stay greedy. Stop having to get greedy. Exactly. Kyle Hampton. Frankie says, "Relax." Oh, it's the '80s all over again. Uh, we are fundamentally better than Memphis, and I have no doubt we will win three more games before they do. Game three will be different. Not fun tonight, but definitely not panicking. Yeah, I mean, now you've got a few days to regroup and get ready to defend home court. It'll be LeBron's first playoff game in front of the LA crowd, and uh, and we'll see what what this looks like. Two games in LA. Ideally, you go back to Memphis up three one with a chance to close out the series. But now we're going to be on John Morant watch all over again. The Grizzlies are, again, are this is normal. This is not out of the ordinary, but they're not going to let anybody know whether or not Jaw is going to play on Saturday. They're going to make the Lakers prepare for two different game plans, uh, Jaw in or Jaw out. Um, and we'll see what happens in game three and game four. I would hope that the Lakers' effort, their energy, and their shot making is just better. And hopefully the officials do a better job in, in game three as well. And then you go from there. If John Morant plays, how affected do you guys think he'd actually be in game three? Very little. I, I would test it. I would test it early and often. Um, I would make him defend quite a bit and and invite jumpers from him and see how healthy the hand actually is and then and then go from there. Um, Can I ask a question right quick? Yeah. How many games? Like, if you, uh, First off, everybody, we all had Lakers winning the series, right? I had him in six. Um, yeah, I had him in six. Okay, okay, perfect. You can answer my second question. We all had the Lakers in six games, right? So meaning nobody had the Lakers sweeping. We didn't That's have right. this ending in five. It's a playoff series for a reason. It's a best of seven. Yes, I'm not trying to like downplay losing a game two, but it's a seven-game playoff series for a reason. You can't get too high or too long. Again, exactly what Trevor said after game one, kind of repeating the same sentiment here. Like you got three days off, two days off before game three at home. Defend your home court. Look at the tape. It's a playoff series for a reason. Can't come out with some fire in game three at home. Each yeah. each game is its own beast. Yeah, it is. It is. But another. I mean, yes, you're still going to feel bad because of the opportunity that was in front of you that you weren't expecting to be there. But yes, before the before the series started, if they were going back to L.A. one one, we would have felt pretty good. But it's just the the missed opportunity. That was right there for you to, to really capitalize on. And you just, you just didn't take it, you know, uh, re bad loss, no effort. Memphis has all the confidence now with no jaw. I'm nervous about this series and now ham sucks. I don't like, is Memphis even that confident that Xavier Tillman's going to do that again? I mean, probably not, probably not. And he had a great game, but yeah, I, I would assume that Memphis is probably, game planning is okay we're probably won't get that out of xavier again so what else can we do what else can we scheme in here and all that sort of stuff but um i don't think memphis is going in going yes we've got this series one now either i don't think they have all the confidence in the world they they won a game they absolutely had to win their backs were against the wall they were going to play desperate and they they found a way to win and so you give them credit for that but i don't think that memphis suddenly has all the momentum in the series either yeah it's just one game uh, Jay Delgado doubled or not AD getting outplayed by Tillman and scoring 13 points is unacceptable Delo with the high level cardio too. Yeah. I mean, I said going into the series that my line for AD was 20 shots. 
I see 20, 20 shots a night. Uh, the games where we weren't happy with his production, he was taking about 15 or so. And the games where we were happy with his production, he was sitting right around 20, 21, something like that. 14 shots tonight. That's not enough. And some of that's on the coaching staff. You have to get him more involved and you just have to get more production out of him. I don't think you're going to see a shooting night like this on most nights from AD. Most nights, if you get him 20 shots, he's going to give you probably 30 points, if not more. And that's what they need from him. Yep. Uh, MPM said, LeBron, LeBron, man. That's what I loved about Kobe and MJ. Uh, they would do with them. They would destroy. Oh, with Dylan Brooks, they would destroy him. LeBron's not a killer. I think LeBron did his part tonight. Yeah, I mean, I I thought LeBron, LeBron was 12 for 23 with 12 boards, three assists, and it's hard to get assists when nobody's making shots. One block and 28 points and just one turnover. Now he was I mean, one for eight from three. That's yeah. that's the thing to quibble over. One for eight from three. But that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, defense, on double. the offensive end. Defensive end, maybe a little different story. Was he bad defensively, though? I thought he was pretty... He was He was not as engaged as I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah, there were some fine. moments where I thought he, he switched off a little bit, but not bad. I mean, D'Lo was certainly... There was a... D'Lo allowed just a, a clear, straight-line pass to Luke Kennard in the corner for an open three off of nothing. No screens, no no anything. Just wasn't paying attention. Um, so, no, I didn't think this was... I don't look at this game and say, oh, this is on LeBron. I thought he was just fine. He's the, at, one, at the guy, one guy besides Rui you can't blame at all. <laughs> uh, good guy. said so D'Lo, my guy sleepwalking out there. LOL, Rui was good. Did not hit shots tonight. And that's a big part of Delo's game. It's not getting those shots. Wicked Bronco, you can't tell me if you give Max Troy's minutes, he can be any worse. He's a better Troy who is 6'8. Is he 6'8? I think he's 6'6. Darvin out here still playing no center lineups against guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. Mo is right there if you need a backup center. This tends to also be the reaction. Whenever the Lakers lose, it's that guy over there, whether it's Lonnie, Max, Bamba, whoever, that guy would have done better. The guy that didn't get it. We don't know that. We don't know that. I think Troy Brown has been good for the Lakers on the season. He's had two rough playoff games where he just kind of looked like he wasn't in rhythm, wasn't in the flow of things. Uh, and again, that was the case tonight. But maybe you get to the point where you say, okay, we got to give some, some minutes to somebody else. Uh, and bring somebody off the bench and see if that can kind of change things up a little bit. But I think it's kind of easy to say the grass is greener over there. That player would have fixed this when most of the time that's not accurate. I mean, Sean, are you comfortable throwing a rookie out in the playoffs that hasn't as played much, much in the regular season? Right. As much as I love Max, n- no. And I still think you're going to have, I'm going to keep, kind of like preaching this and just more so hoping Troy figures it out because you're going to need Troy. You you will in the playoffs, especially like in the second round, like Sacramento or Golden State. You're going to need his off-ball chasing ability for some all the screening actions that both of those teams are throw at you. So, But yeah, I love Max, but not yet. I doubt it. You're going to need Troy because he's one of like the only few small forwards on your team. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I- 
the other thing, like I've talked about this, Mo Bamba, he hasn't played. Do you just throw him into a playoff game and say, well, you're big, so go get in there? That That's kind of where I've been. And I think it's, it's, I, I, I get it. He's seven feet tall with a big wingspan and can deter shots naturally at the rim, but he just, you know, he's coming back from a high ankle sprain. He didn't get much time to reacclimate or anything. It's just throw him into a playoff series. That's as intense as this one. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't mind, you know, giving him a few minutes to see how he responds. It's just, I don't know if the Lakers win this game necessarily. If you swap Mo for like, you know, for like a 10, 15 minute stretch. Yeah. I think if you're going to be critical of the Lakers for not playing Mo Bamba, you should be critical of them for not giving him minutes in the regular season. Sure. Yeah. That was when you had opportunities to put him in there and get him and find out what is he, can this work, can this not, and all of that. That's where you should – like the playoffs are just not the time to experiment with that kind of stuff in my mind. And I get the frustration of, hey, they're getting scored on at the rim. That guy over there is really tall and has really long arms. He can probably do something about that. Maybe he can, but at the same time, I don't think the playoffs are the time to experiment throwing guys in that throw put rotations out there that you haven't used much. Cax, another question. How do we feel about Wenyon? Cause um, I think he's too small for this series, even though the, the Grizzlies are shorthanded. I yeah. agree. Yep. And, and to Trevor's point about Mo though, I think the injury really screwed him over. I think I feel so like, too. like we were just starting to, to kind of get a feel and then he gets hurt and that kind of yeah. screwed it up. I mean, like I think both of us or all three of us are in agreement that, seven eight man lineup is is your ideal playoff rotation right Probably. yeah yeah okay so the lakers have their starting five you've got Rui, that's six you've got dennis who's probably your seventh who's your eighth guy so Rui dennis it's either troy or or beasley all right so we're in, where does mobamba fit or when you in, in, in this yeah. year like Go ahead. In this series, oh, I was going to say, if, if Wenyan's not getting minutes, Mo's not going to get minutes because he was ahead of him in the rotation anyway. But, but yeah, I don't see where Mo really fits into the rotation. Like, there. And you can like, say, well, he's a big body to put on Jaron Jackson, but he's going to foul him every single possession, especially like, with the way the whistles are with Jaron Jackson. Like, look, Anthony Davis played 38 minutes tonight. That leaves 10 minutes at center. Yeah. Where, where are those coming from? Like I, I know people were complaining. Oh, whose minutes about... are you taking? Yeah, like where where are they gonna come from? We're gonna pause for just a moment to talk about game time. Ticket buying can be a very stressful experience. Personally, I am always trying to make sure that I'm getting the best deal. And that's not always easy to know. You have to go fully through the checkout process. Sometimes one app will say one thing. Another app won't give you the final price until the end. It is a nightmare. But buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets and a best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you are going to have forget about planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event so you suddenly find yourself with a little bit of time you have some friends that want to go do something grab tickets on game time game time the guarantee means that you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference that's how confident they are in their best price game time guarantee it is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason you even get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect 
when you arrive. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LakersNation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Game Time. People will say take Troy's minutes. Take Beasley's minutes. I mean, Easier yeah, but I'm just saying though, like if you like just kind of look at it and dole out the minutes by position, there, there's not a lot. Right. right. Yeah. Justin says, we ain't winning this series if Jackson outplays AD. I mean, that was one of my keys going in. Anthony Davis needs to be the best player in the series. Outscored 49 to 35. Can't win any playoff game with only two players playing well. AD had two field goals the first 45 minutes of the game. That's inexcusable. Again, in AD's defense, how many shots at the rim did he get fouled on but didn't get a call? Jaron Jackson Jr. was holding his jersey on the one. Like it was it was a lot. I mean, it was it was a lot. But that being said, yes, that's still true. Like you can't you also can't have that kind of production out of AD and, and win the game. He needs to be the best player on the floor. And I think defensively he has been. I think he's been really good defensively, but you need more production on the offensive end. Like I said, you need 20 shots out of AD each night and you need to scheme that in because you need him to be dominant in this series. You need him to be the best player on the floor. And yeah, you, you can't have Jaron Jackson Jr. being putting up more uh, more production than Anthony Davis. It's, it's not going to work that way. AD has to be the tone setter. I, I thought the reason why the Lakers played so long game one was because he was the one that came out immediately and made an impact on both ends. That's just what needs to happen every single game going forward. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what I would expect to happen in, in game three. Yeah. Michael Smith, this game felt fixed. Jaron Jackson could have slashed AD with a machete and AD would have been called for an offensive foul. Ridiculous. Again, the Lakers blew opportunities. But it's also true that the officiating was really bad. And like I said, that and this is not just a game two thing. This was coming over from game one. It really feels like there is a different set of rules for Jaron Jackson than for everybody else on the floor. Hopefully that changes in L.A. And we see that even out because uh, it, it, it's a concern. It's a concern moving forward. Not much to add there. I uh, I think I broke the chat here. Again? <laughs> I think I did. Oh, great. You want us to talk about our feelings and, and some other stuff? Yeah, you can talk about your feelings. Oh, no, wait. Hey, I found one. There we go. There uh, we go. LeBron. We had this oh, one. Right? That's the that's old the one. That's one. the one we already had. <laughs> it only let me go back to the one I already had. Matt, where's Hang the... On. Give us a relationship analogy just all time. Um, Not every date can be perfect <laughs> sometimes you know you know and you, you you can't you can't you can't go all out on every single date especially when you guys are just getting to know each other so you know game one the lakers spoiled us took us out to dinner fancy dinner michelin star maybe who knows walk on the beach some dessert gotta you know talk till three in the morning and today they were just like hey you want to get some fast food and then chill out a park for like a couple hours and then and then leave that's that's kind of what this was it's all right they can make it up. They'll do better well next time. Well done. Well done. Uh, Draymond, the missing piece. No, thank you. No. <laughs> no. You guys wouldn't Especially... take Draymond Green? 
not I, I'm factoring in the price. What happens if he opted into his do? option for next season? What's that? What happens if he opted into his contract next season? If he opted in, maybe it gets a little different. Like, but he can't shoot. That's the problem. And so your floor space, you know. I, besides, I, don't you also you also have Vando kind of doing what you would want Draymond to do. Obviously, not they're not exactly the same, but. Sean's face. <laughs> Sean and I made the same face. Hold on now. But I, I get your point. I get your point. Right. I mean, I'm talking about defensively, and Vando's not going to provide floor spacing for you. So it's not like you can play Vando and Draymond together. And who is it that you're going to bet on more for upside for the future and all of that? And if I told I just, you you could trade Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley and some other stuff if you need to for Draymond Green, you wouldn't do it. Okay, like okay, so Mo Bamba, Malik Beasley, like what's other stuff like? A pick. Draymond Green is still really good. I know everyone hates him no, right no, now. No, no, like what are we talking about? Like a pick or another player? I'm on board. I, I'm more so like with Trevor though. Like if I have to pay for him in free agency. Oh no, 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 no. I, I, yeah, I'm not paying for him. But if I get to trade for him, yeah, sure. I'm ta- yeah, I'm more talking about the domino effect across the roster. Like Kyrie, if it's if it becomes a Draymond, but you've got to lose a bunch of your depth, that's the problem. Like, how many times have we seen trade Malik and trade whoever because they have bad games? Why not get them for someone that'll make an impact? Oh, sure. You'd have two top five defenders on your team, for sure. That, that is nasty, yeah. If not two top three defenders. That, that would be a different story. If you can do it and you don't have to sign him to a new deal so it doesn't trigger the hard cap and all of that, that's a different story than what we've been talking about with Kyrie. If you can do that, sure. Then, then I'm interested. Not to mention an extra playmaker on the floor next to LeBron freaking James. Like that's nasty. I'm with Matt. Let's go, Matt. That okay. Uh Deja said thoughts on this lineup. Braun, Reeves, Rui, AD, Bamba. Kill with size and shooting for a short stretch. See, that that lineup makes a lot of sense to me on paper. It's just we haven't seen it. So, like, and Trevor just made the point you don't experiment in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's in where theory. I would like to have seen that already. In theory, that makes some sense for sure. And then also, like it sucks again. Like when Bomba was starting to get those minutes, Rui at the worst time was starting to get phased out of the rotation. So like LeBron, AD battling from injuries, there just wasn't any time to, to see that lineup. Look, I am not opposed to throwing out Mo in the first half just to see what a shift looks like. And then like if give it him like work, three just... minutes and see how it goes, and you, you just scrap it. It's like it's like throwing a knuckleball. Like just just have it in your arsenal, see if it works. If it doesn't, scrap it, and then go back to what works. I, I think it's great fine. baseball analogy there, Matt. Thank you. I'm an avid baseball fan now. Trey said LeBron forcing AD the ball when he was getting stopped. That's... You got to get, you got to get LeBron. You got to get AD the ball. You, you got to get those looks. You got to yeah. force feed him. You got to force feed him. But at the same time, this is where I am criticizing the coaching staff. Again, get closer to the mic. I am criticizing the coaching staff here. Like, that was their only way of getting AD the ball. Like, they didn't utilize, like, as often as I probably would have hoped, some of the screen and roll game with AD as the roller. Or, like we already talked about, letting AD come off of off-ball screens and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, like, felt like so far their tactical approach in terms of feeding AD is we're only going to post him up. And in this game, it felt like the counters to the post doubles were, were way worse than they were in game one. I thought they did a great weird. job in game one. Yeah. yeah, it was it was weird. They were just allowing Memphis to help in, from like the preferred positions. And it was just, I don't know. It was weird. 
Uh, it was not not good. This one says, let it be Kobe Brooks is yapping at. Uh, he'd be going for the kill on both sides. Got to stop blaming Ham, too. AD and LeBron are getting paid $40 million to hoop. They have to hold those guys accountable. Now we've been talking about AD all game, but I don't, I don't look at this and say LeBron had a bad game or LeBron was the reason they lost. I don't think it was. LeBron, if anything, responded to the Dylan Brooks trash talk by like scoring back to back in the third. He had like 12 points maybe in the third. So I don't know. Alex, D'Lo can't be a future Laker get Kyrie Kyrie. I'm going to have to like pin this to my Twitter or something like that. I'm going to have to like start every show with this. It is not D'Lo or Kyrie. That doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It's not a choice that you even have. Even if you want to say double sign and trade, it's all of your depth for Kyrie. That's would, what you were parting with. Why would Dallas do that? Right. And that's even that's not even addressing whether or not Dallas would be interested in doing that. Just from a Lakers perspective. It's that's gonna be my summer, isn't it? Yeah, you know it is. <laughs> well, especially especially after Dallas missed the playoffs entirely. Like, of course oh, you're gonna man. get that question a bunch. Yeah. Cortez should be a crime that Mo hasn't played. Can't be having Rui and Vando struggle to contain Jaron Jackson Jr. the rest of the series, even if calls go their way, uh, unlike today. Yes, Sean. Okay, I have a legitimate question. All right. Do you think Mo Bamba is doing a good job guarding Jaron Jackson Jr. on the perimeter? One. Two. Okay, so first off, if that's the answer to your question, I'm agreeing with you, then it does really matter anyway. Because like I said, coming out of game one, I still don't think they did a good job at it tonight. If Jaron Jackson Jr., the Grizzlies scored a 1.1 points per possession when Jaron Jackson Jr. is on post-up, or Jaron Jackson Jr. does anyway. That is insanely good. So if you let a really good post player, when he does post up, go one-on-one, he's going to score more times than not. It doesn't matter who it is, right? The problem is sending more soft double teams or hard double teams where he is not good at making the pass out of it. So it doesn't matter if it's AD, LeBron, Rui, Bando, Maba, Gabriel, Tristan Thompson, whoever, if you let him go one-on-one, he's going to score. So, like, what are we doing? All right, to play devil's advocate, could you see a scenario where you see Anthony Davis on Jaron Jackson Jr. and like Mo Bamba and Xavier Tillman in minutes? Sure. Yeah. Because that's could, that, you, that would be my could, experimental stretch. That's your experiment. Try it, throw it out there for like three minutes in the second quarter. Just a surprise, like because we always talk about adjustments and adjusting to the adjustments and all that sort of stuff. Um, that would be your like Mo Bamba would step out on the floor and the Grizzlies would go, Well, we didn't scout that guy. Right. That's it. But again, are you expecting that to work? And if it doesn't work, what does that look like? How does that go wrong? Yeah, it's just, you know, again, if you're if you're so desperate to try it, I think that would be probably the only use case for it. Yeah, sure. I Especially I in like you, no LeBron minutes. Yeah, exactly. If you, yep. If you go down, what if you lose game three, then maybe you try it. Because nah. you start getting desperate, right? I don't know, man. I'm just not a fan of throw something at the wall until it sticks. Yeah. No, I'm not either. That's why I'm saying you'd have to feel like, hey, we're running out of options here, I think, to try it now. And again, I think it's fine to be critical and say they should have tried this during the regular season and played around with the stuff. And they didn't. And that's and that's that's not the way I would have preferred to see that go. 
I just don't know that now is the time to try this stuff. Like on paper, yeah, it kind of makes some sense, but do you really want to go, well, this kind of works on paper, so let's just kind of try this out there in the playoffs? I don't know. I just I also see a lot of comments about like what the Lakers are doing now isn't working. The series is tied 1-1. If they were down 2-0, then I would agree with you. Yeah, it would be a different story. Yeah. Uh, Doc Geo, it's the same old story with the lack of effort since last year. Well, these are two totally different teams, though. Only three guys still here from last year's team. Reeves always makes the effort. Can't blame Westbrook anymore. That only leaves AD and LeBron. Okay. Again, was LeBron's effort bad, though? I don't think it was bad. I'm not even going to say AD's effort was bad. AD, AD was passive. I will, I will happily, sure. I will happily cop to that. Yeah. Um, no one's blaming Westbrook. Like that guy's on another team. Like I'm, it's fine. They're in their own playoff series. <laughs> yeah, they're in their own playoff series. I, I don't know. I, yes, lack of effort was was a thing tonight. Um, if it's a if it's a thing again in Game Three, then we have a serious issue. Yeah. Uh, this one says starting AD on Jaron Jackson Jr. works against our paint defense. Yeah, because if Jaron Jackson is camped out behind the three point line. But without Jaw on the floor, is that as big of a deal? Are you worried as much about Tyus Jones driving to the basket without AD to contest? I kind of am. You kind of are? I mean, I, he's he's more of a pull-up from the mid-range type guy. Like, he'll hit the little floater. I don't know if I'm worried about him getting all the way to the rim. But, I mean, it's a fair, it, it is a problem. That's one of the reasons why you don't put AD on, on Jaron Jackson is the fear that he's going to get pulled away from the basket. Maybe I was just too zeroed in on a few possessions, but I saw Tyus Jones and Desmond Bain just absolutely destroy point of attack. And I they did. I, and I was just like, this is why you keep AD on Xavier Tillman or the other center, whoever is whoever else is in the game. Uh, Doc Geo said LeBron was minus 17 tonight, despite 28 and 12. He missed many rotations. How many of those minutes were with D and AD who couldn't hit anything? Like that's part of it too. Um, that's part of it too, but like plus if you're going to complain about LeBron tonight, it's defensively. That's yeah, that's I think the only place where you can really maybe complain about it. And maybe he did miss a few rotations there. Plus minus is super flawed stat. How many comments have we gotten about D'Angelo Russell tonight? And guess what he was tonight? He was like, like a minus zero, five right? or something. Plus one. He was a plus one. Wow. That's probably the highest too, isn't it? Uh, Vando was plus eight. Oh, okay. But like, yeah. Uh, Emmanuel said Lakers lost to themselves today. I mean, give Memphis credit. Like Xavier Tillman had a great game. Um, game. They they played well. They played hard all the way throughout. There's no question. But yes, the Lakers also made a lot of mistakes, had a terrible shooting game at a terrible time. And a lot of it is on the Lakers. But you do have to give some credit to Memphis as well. Uh, Universal Mind said, Trevor, too many excuses. Okay. Well, you got to spell two correctly first, though. Um, (laughs) Walker was playing well, and Tristan or Mo can't hurt you if your others are giving you basically nothing. There's a lot of people that are upset that Lonnie Walker hasn't received enough minutes. The Lakers Um, were playing just fine in the regular season without him at the end. end. Was this a game where your your offense... I've always been saying, like, in most nights, because I get people every night saying, why isn't Lonnie playing? Why isn't Lonnie playing? Right? That's that's the thing, no matter what happens. No matter what the outcome of the game is, 
Why is it Lonnie playing? Why is it Mo Bamba playing? That's been a thing. Um, if your offense is really stuck in the mud, though, Lonnie is a guy that you could put on the floor that could be a one-man 5-0-7-0 run. He can also shoot you right out of a game. Yep. You, you just don't know. He's a wild card that you can throw out there. Are there some moments where you should put that into the game, put Lonnie into the game and say, okay, we're rolling the dice here. Go and let's see what Lonnie can do if your offense is really stuck like it is tonight? I think if you're going to get a D'Lo and Dennis performance in the first half again, I think it's okay. Otherwise, I just need to trust the guys that I've been, you know, who've been playing the bulk of the minutes so far. I'd argue Lonnie over Beasley. That sure, would be that my works too. That's the question. That's, that would be my argument. Um, Lonnie can obviously play make and, and do some more things off the dribble. And at the beginning of the year, much to like the disgust and based off how the roster is constructed, they ran the same sets they run for uh, for Beasley. Now mm-hmm. they ran them for Lonnie at the start of the year. So it, there's some uh, he's comfortability there naturally um but like like look dude like lonnie had that great game i forget who it was against where he had like 26 points or something or something along those lines but like let's not forget post trade or basically post like that ridiculous start that lonnie had he's just like not been good or like not been like not been good to the point where you're legitimately arguing lonnie rocker 20 minutes in a playoff series Lonnie it's, it's just, had had 20 points against the Thunder in a big win. The, the Lakers needed okay. seven for 12 shooting four of eight. And yet for the month of April shot 38% from the field and 26% from three. This, this is kind of just my point is you, you can't just want to change things after things go bad once. Exactly. I, I get it. It's, it's the knee jerk reaction. If something doesn't work, you just have to fix it immediately. I think the Lakers could execute a lot better. They're going to make more shots. We've been, I think we're all in agreement. AD and D'Lo hopefully won't play this bad again this series. It's just one of those things where like, not to flush it, like there's definitely stuff you need to take away from it. But absolutely, I, I just think that, you know, the, the instant reaction can't always be to change things dramatically just because you lose one game. Well, and here's the other thing too. Like we always say role players play better at home than on the road. Yep. So maybe you should be expecting better performances out of D'Lo, out of who's a high-level role player, out of Troy Brown, all these other guys. Chosen by one, said, said you'd rather let us get bullied down uh, bottom than try putting Mo or Tristan in. Well, Tristan Did Thompson we... hasn't played NBA basketball in a year. <laughs> a year, bro. <laughs> so I don't know. I like I don't know what he is. Like, that's the problem. Like, it would be easy. Like, if Tristan Thompson was playing all season and he was averaging a double-double or something, I could go, Darvin, what are you doing? Why are you not putting Tristan Thompson into this game? I have no idea what he is right now. But none of us do. We haven't seen him play basketball in a year. I, I no guarantee you, what I guarantee bring. you, if the Lakers win game three, no one's bringing any of this stuff up. That's true. No one said anything and, like this after game one. And really quick to, like, counter the the super chats point like dominated down lower to the lakers won the boards by a lot in game one they were even in points in the paint tonight points in the paint they were even uh what were they on the boards 50, I think 50. It was, oh boards yeah. 47 49 they lost two like so i mean it yeah i don't know so in like trevor said tristan tom says it played like re- meaningful basketball. We want to go meaningful basketball. You can like take that back even further than just a year. So 
nah. Well, and, and there's always a give and take here, right? You're always giving up something. And, and I think there is something to you do gain something by putting in another big and by, by having more on the boards and maybe a little bit more rim protection. But then what are you giving up elsewhere? Right. Are you giving up like you're giving up some versatility on the perimeter, assumedly, right? Depending on who's coming in, you're giving up some of your ability to contest three point shots. You're giving up some of your ability to contest drives. You're going to say, well, those things aren't didn't go well tonight anyway. That's true. But this was one night. I think over the long haul, you probably benefit more by having other guys in there. But we'll see. Like I said, if they get into true desperation mode, like they go down 0-2, maybe that changes. Um, Goat James. Or I'm sorry, 2-1. They go down. Goat James said, Lonnie played well against Memphis in the regular season. Why don't we play him? Uh, the last time Lonnie played against Memphis, he was three for nine, 0 of four from three with six points and two turnovers in 16 minutes. That's now, he did have a good game a few weeks, oh, about a week before that. He had 21 and played well there and was five of 10 from three. He was hot and everything. But his last game against Memphis was a stinker. It's very feast or famine. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, maybe you may get to a point where you just say, "Look, Beasley's not doing it. Lonnie's more athletic. Let's give this a try. Five minutes a night of Lonnie, and if it doesn't work, then we just scrap those minutes and shorten the rotation anyway." That that's uh, that's where I'm at. It's fine. That may be like, where you go. Yeah. yeah, that's that that's the question, right? It's not Lonnie or Troy Brown. It's Lonnie or Beasley. For sure. I. I think you can make an argument for either or. I think it's mostly mm-hmm. Beasley, though. Okay. Uh, CF, this is why AD is not actually top five when healthy. Part of being the marquee is bringing it every single night, not occasionally and sporadically. I think it's a bit more than occasionally or sporadically, but neither here nor there. Yeah. Top five talent, for sure. I agree with that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've you've got to be the best player or try to be the best player every single night, no matter the circumstance. You just got to demand the ball some more. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll do one more here. Doc Geo. Sean, I'm handing this to you. Any idea why the Lakers were not running plays in the fourth? Uh, I think they were. I think when it got kind of got down like to nitty gritty, like they were trying to match up on a little bit more, try to get favorable matchups and just force feed 80 in the post, which didn't turn out that well. But um, I, I wouldn't like, throw it up as something to be concerned about. We saw game one in a pivotal moment. Lakers might've been down one. No, uh, up one, excuse me. They run, they start running more of their sets, get good stuff out of it. They go on that helps jumpstart a 15. I'll run to close the game out. So the Lakers run their stuff still late in games. So I'm not worried about it yet. Yeah. All right. Before we go, we haven't done any awards tonight because well, it hasn't felt necessary, but we do need to do this. Master Lock of the Night. What are we putting in the Master Lock tonight? The most annoying thing from this game. Uh, Sean, we'll go to you first. Uh, Dylan Brooks. I oh, said, come on. Gonna, That's the easiest one. I'm, yep. I'm going to own up to it. I said every single game I'm on post game, he's getting an automatic Master Lock until the series is over. Dylan Brooks. M, Jay Crowder. Yep. Forever the Master Lock. Don't even need to think about it. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is the Lakers' best defender, though. Dylan Brooks's offense is the Lakers' Fair. best defense. Well, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll change it up then. I will master lock the officials for giving Dylan Brooks too many fouls. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go, Matt. I, 
I, you know, I think we just need to master lock the the. I, I think it has to be AD and D'Lo. Like they, those two have to get master mm. because you just can't shoot sure. this poorly in a game. And and I talked about the officiating. I talked about how bad it was, and it was terrible. But AD and D'Lo, two guys that are paid to be better than this. You just you can't have these guys shoot this poorly and let an opportunity like this slip by. Not in the postseason. You can't let opportunities like this slip past you. And so I think they got to get the master lock. And I do expect to see much better out of them in game three. But this was a poor performance at a really bad time for both of those guys. You had a chance to really seize control of this series and you let it slip away. And a lot of that was on your shooting on the offensive end. And we haven't even talked about this a lot, but the Lakers offensive misfires went a long way towards generating offense for Memphis. Yep. That that fueled Memphis's Memphis's offense more than anything else did. So that was a big concern that needs to get improved upon. Some of it just comes down to making shots. Some of it comes down to better offensive sets and, and finding AD in, in better positions and force-feeding him the ball and all that. But still, AD and D'Lo combined master lock on this one, and hopefully they'll be much better next game. Uh, let's land on this one. LeBron called Game 3 the most important game of the series, per the Lakers Nation tweet, uh, Twitter account. Yeah. I agree. I, I just I, I'm tired of the players saying stuff like this because like I know I want them just time, I want them to just show it. <laughs> just show exactly like it sounds good. He's probably right because like they can steal back home court advantage. He could be going to Memphis two two, but like and like historically speaking, the winner of Game Three is more likely to win the series. But just show it, dude. I don't care anymore. Can I get star in your role for dunk on his uh? I don't know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> let's give but... give Matt. For for what? For the dunk on his uh, comment. Oh yes, I don't think I can say it on the podcast, but <laughs> that's right. You guys should that's watch right. playback. That, that was that was a very good one over on playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. <laughs> Go check it out. All right, next game coming up on Saturday. That means we're gonna have to stew on this one for a couple of days, but at least we'll be back in LA. Crypto.com Arena is gonna be rocking. Lakers can seize control of this series by holding home court and winning both game three and game four. They need to get it done. But Lakers Nation, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Wish it was under better circumstances. Till next time, see ya and stay safe.